thought I heard Nancy Pelosi yesterday say, yes, stop buying oil from Russia. Nick Loris is our guest on the Crosstalk, Vice President of Public Policy at C3 Solutions. Nick, good morning, and thanks very much for talking with us. Can the United States afford to stop buying oil from Russia? You know, we can. Uh, you know, the, the issue with oil is it's a globally traded commodity. So yeah. the, if we don't buy it from Russia, they're probably just going to reroute it uh, somewhere else. All of a sudden, it's like, somebody it, else, it, sure. It's more inefficient. And so that becomes a little problematic. Yeah, I think the fact that we can produce more here in the United States uh, and insulate ourselves a little bit better from having to buy more uh, Russian oil and refined petroleum products and especially natural gas certainly makes sense. Uh, we may still feel the price impact if we just cut off that energy supply altogether. Right. Well, so if we cut off that energy supply, it will make our own situation worse. Uh, what could, at the very least, stop the current situation from getting worse? Uh, one of my coworkers read a story this morning uh, that said, get ready for $5 a gallon oil throughout our gas throughout the Midwest. It's coming. And there is nothing we can do about it, Uh, dot, 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 dot. Is there nothing we can do? Are we up for high energy prices? Because pretty soon gasoline and electricity for my fabulous new electric car will be on the same same page? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's pretty difficult to do things in the near term. There are a few administrative actions uh, to take. You heard President Biden talk about relieving uh, oil from the strategic petroleum reserves. But, you know, that's a couple days' worth of oil. Right, might right. Not really helpful. Prices, you know, a few cents per gallon. Uh, you know, there are things that make gas prices more expensive, like uh, refiner requirements to switch from winter blends to summer blends. We could put a freeze on that because it's more expensive to make those summer blends, and it would take refineries offline. There's transportation things we could do that would uh, be a a temporary stopgap from increasing prices. So there are a few things, but the reality is because oil uh, is uh, globally traded and then supply and demand has been changing rather dramatically over the past few days, given Russia's invasion of Ukraine, uh, we very well could see oil prices in the $140 to $150 per gallon range or per barrel range, and, and that will drive up prices. You know, above $4 per gallon, we've already seen places in the West, uh, like Portland, Oregon, sure. where it's above $6 Six per bucks gallon. a gallon, yeah. yeah. So what's the, you know, removing some of the taxes on gasoline? The federal tax is big. Wisconsin has a, a fairly sizable uh, individual tax on gasoline. Could uh, feds and individual states improve the price of gas without painfully changing their own financial status? Yeah, they could temporarily, especially you know, given that if you factor in all the things that make up a, a price of a gallon of gasoline, federal and state taxes are second behind the price of a barrel of oil. So that's a, another temporary stopgap measure uh, while the U.S. ramps up production. I think we, we need to remember it wasn't all that long ago when oil prices went negative, and so a lot of our domestic producers were in a very bad spot economically. Uh, if you add that on top of bad policy that restricted access to our abundant supplies of energy, uh, you put uh, domestic producers in a very difficult uh, situation. So it's going to take some time to ramp up that production. Right. Well, and and is the president in a position or even in the mood to say that? He may not say 
drill, baby, drill, but he might say, pump more, ready, go. Yeah, so far he's been saying that to OPEC yeah, <laughs> uh, rather right. than domestic producers. It's changed a little bit, but I think, you know, given the politics of gas prices and how unhappy American families are, uh, especially when they've been cooped up for two years and want to get on summer break um, and, and spring break right. vacations and, and now are facing you know, $4 per gallon gasoline, you yeah, know, there's, wow. there's got to be something uh, to be more pro-access to those abundant, affordable energy supplies that we have here in the United States. And so, uh, yeah, there have been lease sales that have been conducted. Obviously, it's going to take time for that oil to get to the marketplace, but at least that's been a positive sign that the reality is we can do it much cleaner uh, and more efficient here in the United States, and we're going to be using oil and gas for a long time, so why not do it here when we're the best in the world at it? Can we temporarily, even you know, if Biden made a deal with uh, the green, with the extreme uh, a Democrat, uh, with the Green Caucus, that we'll get back to you in a minute. In the meantime, all of our constituents are starving. We need to change this for a period of time, for the next year, year and a half. I don't know how long it would take. We need to change this. Yeah, that's been discussed. Uh, you know taking some of the green energy tax credits and the Build Back Better provision and lumping that in with some more pro-energy access for natural resources like uh, drilling for crude oil and natural gas and expediting uh, permitting for uh, liquefied natural gas that we can export and send to our European allies who are, you know, really want to loosen uh, their uh, dependence from uh, Russian natural gas. And, and so I there could be some wheeling and dealing there. Uh, again, I think that part of the problem really is is just that, you know, by that the time that stuff actually happens and by the time the producers invest and drill and get that oil to market, you know, we may be in a completely different situation since that, that takes a matter of time. But I do think we should be setting the policy right now to open access and creating an all-of-the-above energy policy because the next time that something like this does happen and there's a supply disruption around the world, we'll be in a much better position because we'll be producing that energy. Well, I've got your phone number. I'm going to keep it handy. I would love to talk with you again. Nick Loris, thank you very much for giving us the idea and reminding everybody that even the short-term solution is a a long-term solution, and the long-term solution is a really, really long-term solution. Nick, thank you for giving us uh, some perspective. In the meantime, Nobody's going anywhere because you can't afford it. You can go there, but you're going to have to sleep in the parking lot of that Holiday Inn because you can't afford to go inside and rent a room.